Welcome to Ignite Lehigh Valley's podcast. We are today's hosts, Melissa Sundahl and Emmanuel Van Vliet. Ignite Lehigh Valley is intended to call attention to relevant local political issues of the day. It is meant to be a resource for information for local Lehigh Valley voters. Our goal in the podcast is to inform the audience on topics of interest, provide a forum for state and local Democratic candidates. The Ignite Lehigh Valley podcast is brought to you by the East Penn Democratic Club. The East Penn Democratic Club is a political action organization serving Pennsylvania's Lehigh Valley. Our goal is to be a conduit from our community, institutions, organizations, and individuals into democratic forums, policy development, and candidates. Our focus is on local politics, but expect that our impact will be felt nationwide. I would like to invite our audience to get engaged with Ignite Lehigh Valley. If you have a topic of interest to you, or if you'd like to find out how you can become a sponsor, drop us a note at the East Penn Democratic Club. Email at info at eastpendemocraticclub.org or find us and like us on Facebook at East Penn Democratic Club. All proceeds will support the East Penn Democratic Club. As we are getting into the swing of election season, today we have another guest in our series with Democratic candidates for PA state seats. We would like to give voters a chance to hear our candidates and their positions and provide our excellent candidates a chance to reach voters. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Jason Ruff, who is running for state representative of PA's 183rd district, which includes Allen, Lehigh, South Whitehall, Washington, and Whitehall townships. Welcome, Jason. Hi there. Hi. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, so uh, I just first want to say I love that you uh, all, as an organization, are giving such uh, importance to the state candidate races. There are so many people running uh, up ballot that are reminding people to not forget about their, uh, you know, state house reps who are, you know, equally as qualified and equally as committed and equally as passionate as as the upper ballot people are. So thank you so much for that. Uh, You're for that. welcome. It's our pleasure. Yeah. So to, uh, to tell you a little bit about myself, I actually, um, I, I just want to expand on my district. So my district includes uh, a lot of different municipalities. So I just want to be clear. It does include Washington Township, uh, Sladington, Walnut Port Borough, uh, Lehigh Township, Allen Township, parts of Moore Township, that would be Kleckner'sville and Beersville. Then it includes all of Northampton Borough, North Caddy, three districts in Whitehall, and three districts in South Whitehall. So I, I don't, I think you missed one or two on that list, and it's very, very important. And we'll talk about the gerrymandering later, but you know, I just want to put out there that it's a big district. Um, it does have about 65,000 people in it, and it includes all of those areas, um, you know, Lehigh and Northampton County. So um, to tell you a little bit about myself, so I am currently uh, vice president of Sladington Borough Council. I grew up in Northampton Borough. Uh, I live currently in Sladington. Obviously, you would need to to be on Borough Council. Uh, and I do own a diner on Main Street in Sladington, and uh, that is a little bit about my background. Uh, I am a very committed, passionate, and uh, very, I'm, it, I belong to a lot of committees. I, I'm, I'm very involved, that was the word I was looking for, in 
my community. I am a part of the DNL Trail Steering Committee, which helps to uh, sort of engage uh, hikers and bikers on the DNL Trail. The Sladington Trailhead, many people don't even know this, the Sladington Trailhead is one of the biggest trailheads on all of the DNL Trail right now. And so we, as a group, actively try to get trail users off of the trail and into the communities of Sladington and Walnutport, one in Lehigh County, one in Northampton County. So it's really just bridging, uh, bringing people from the trail into our communities so they can have you know a wonderful experience in our communities. Uh, that's just one thing. I am certainly a member of the Chamber of Commerce. My, ha my business has been for a very long time. Uh, on Borough Council, I do chair the Human and Community Services uh, Committee. Uh, I'm also the representative to the Northern Lehigh County Region's uh, Multi-Municipal Comprehensive Plan. Uh, that was, uh, it, it was created in 2004, it expired in 2014, so uh, we are still working on getting that revised. Uh, I'm also the acting chair of the Sladington Revitalization Partnership, which is a very small group of committed uh, people within Sladington that are working with a lot of different uh, borough officials as well as uh, business owners and community members to just try to start those conversations of what it's going to take to revitalize Sladington. Um, I'm also a member of the Lehigh County Blight Task Force and we just had a meeting this morning and what we do is we look at a county level. Uh, there's usually about 25 to 30 people in the room looking at a county level at how to uh, reduce and eliminate blight in our in our communities. So it's all very fun, interesting stuff, at least it is to me. It might not be to uh, some community members, but I love being actively involved in all of these different conversations. That's a long, uh, a long little background about me. I apologize, but I, I do a lot. No, that's great. It looks like you're you know, really working to improve your community. Yes, and that is very important to me. So do you have to give that up once you run for state? Uh, yes, I would need to give that up. Uh, I have had many conversations with many of the people on these organizations about uh, making sure that we find, um, you know, productive uh, members to replace me. Okay, with all these different uh, committees and councils that you're involved in, is, is there any one thing in particular that you've worked on that you're particularly proud of and would like to share with our audience? Uh, yeah, so actually, and I forgot to mention this, there is something new that I just, uh, that I just joined. I was asked to join this committee and I did so uh, without hesitation. Uh, we do have a Northern Lehigh Community Center uh, committee, and that's a steering committee to really look at the feasibility and how we are going to complete an 18-year-old project in the Northern Lehigh region. It's a partnership between Washington Township, Sladington Borough, and Walnutport Borough, and everyone has, about 18 years ago, there was a, a group of people that wanted to see this community center built, and they raised a lot of money, and they did a lot of great work and unfortunately it fell apart. And so a shell of a building has been sitting in Sladington Borough uh, for the last 18 years. And despite the fact that it has been weathered for 18 years, we have had 
uh, structural engineers come in and assess the property and the building and it actually is in pretty decent condition. So we are now, uh, since having created the Northern Lehigh Recreation Authority, which uh, Mike Kukitz has been the executive director on, I work with him uh, on a lot of projects, he really has taken charge of this organization and wants to make sure all of the building blocks are in place to either find that it's not feasible anymore to complete this project because it has been 18 years. So, you know, we have to look at whether or not the communities are actually going to support a project like this. We all believe they will, right? So we are moving forward with the intention of completing the project. But you need to do things step by step and make sure all of your ducks are in a row. And he has been really great at leading that pack. But being on that steering committee, it would be such a joy to see, um, you know, this diamond in our community really be completed for all of the officials and community members that have been involved in this project for so long. It is so important to our community to see this project completed. So that is the one thing that I really would want to promote that I'm, I'm just super excited to be a part of. So why would you want to give all that up? It sounds like it's very rewarding and run for state. Ah, so yeah, I'm glad you came back around. And, and I was thinking to myself, well, I don't want to. How do you we know, get there? I don't want to make anyone <laughs> fearful that they're going to lose, uh, you know, a, a productive member of a lot of these organizations. Well, but certainly, honestly, I'm crying already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't cry. No, actually, I am. The thing that excites me the most is being able to work with municipal officials. In all, remember all of those areas I talked about when I talked about what the district comprises of? I want to work with municipal officials in all of those municipalities so that we can find each municipality's diamond project, you know, like our community center, and see that project through and make sure that we are providing the municipalities in this district with the support and the resources that they need. So I want to be that person that just sort of goes from doing all of these projects in, you know, Slatington Borough to being somebody who is helping cause all of the different municipalities to realize their potential. So that excites me the most. So you've been on the inside, so you know how you can help once you're in state. Yeah, and you know what else uh, I am really, and, and, and you'll probably uh, get to this question, uh, you know, the other thing that I'm really excited about is that there's so much energy right now in Slatington. There are people uh, that saw me when I came in and I bought that building and I opened that diner and I started working on the, you know, I was one of the founding members, me and Alice Wanamaker from the Chamber of Commerce, that got this Slatington Revitalization Partnership put together. So it's super exciting to see that energy in a community sort of come to life and start to build momentum and such positive energy and be a part of causing all of that, that I just want to spread the love, basically. So is working in a diner what got you so involved in the community and so excited about doing something for the community? Um, so when I started, when I opened the diner, I was working in the diner a lot. Um, and uh, I think what 
came out of the diner, uh, when I joined the chamber and started working with Alice, we started looking at all the vacant storefronts on, on Main Street in Slatington, and we started to talk about what we needed to do to fill them and how we were going to get the community involved and how we needed borough officials to be uh, you know, excited about stuff like this. And then the conversations just sort of started to grow and morph, and it was like, well, we shouldn't just be focused on Main Street and Slatington. There might be a business, you know, a couple of blocks away that's not on Main Street that wants to be involved. But, you know, so we started to look at how we could expand that conversation. Um, when all of those things started to be talked about between me and Alice, and we started having conversations with other community members, and we started having conversations with uh, municipal, uh, you know, borough officials. Um, they came to me and said, you know, we have this vacancy on borough council, you know, would you like to fill it? And so I, I submitted my, uh, my letter of, of interest to the borough for that position, and they interviewed a, a bunch of people at Borough Council that night, and because of the energy that I was bringing to Main Street, you know, I was selected. And it has been a very rewarding uh, experience for me. So, no, I haven't always, uh, I, I was worried, and, and then as I got more involved in things, I started working in the diner less, but, you know, that the work I do in the diner is equally as important to the, the work I do at the borough. So do you still cook there? Absolutely. You do. I do. I'm still cooking there uh, every other weekend right now. Um, I was just thinking today about possibly hiring somebody else on um, as the election cycle, uh, you know, builds momentum. We, we've been building some momentum over the last month or two, and I'm starting to think that I might need to uh you know bring another person on i was actually uh, what popped into my head today was that i could hire a veteran you know that that's the you know looking for you know veterans and you know other people to fill those positions when you know they're out there looking for for work so i guess it's it sounds like you also spend some time in the front of the house so you you get time to interact with your diners and what are you hearing from them what are their concerns um, you know, I do spend a lot of time in the front of the house. Uh, I am in the kitchen a lot, but I, the, my employees uh, prep really well. So on the weekends when I'm working, everything's all prepped. I can spend a lot of time out in the front of the house uh, talking to people while I'm waiting for orders to come in. Um, I can tell you being in the diner business is the most... Uh, how should I say this? It, it's so uh, so important. Immersive. That, you immersive. You are with your yeah. It's your like people. There, there's where where else are is the community gathering? It's like a community gathering space. So you hear all the conversations. It's like the the hairdresser in the '60s. You know, that's where all of the conversations about the community really took place. So. The diner is sort of where community members, where borough officials come, where people from other communities come, and I am just engaged in so many different conversations in that space, and I love it. Uh, what we're hearing, uh, honestly, a property taxes always surfaces as the number one issue that people are committed to seeing fixed. Property taxes continue to rise, uh, <laughs> candidates continue to run on this issue and nothing gets done in Harrisburg. So that is probably the most contentious issue that surfaces in the diner every time I work. 
there was a bill introduced, House and Senate Bill 76, called the Property Tax Independence Act. And it was a bill that was um, wanted to eliminate property, property taxes. How do you feel about that? Do you think that's a good idea or not so good? Right. So you mentioned the word elimination, and that is a very charged word uh, whenever we discuss property taxes. And as I have always said uh, throughout this campaign, we need people in Harrisburg that are going to look for smart solutions, not just a, a one-sided partisan bill such as you know SB 76 um, that was, uh, I think, did you say it was Scavello or, or? I believe you're right about that. Yeah, so, you know, you just, it, he's getting, it's getting a lot of support from, from one party, but honestly, it's getting a lot of support because of that word elimination. Everyone wants to see their property taxes eliminated, but what nobody ever talks about is that that money goes directly to the school districts. The school district collects that money. That is a stable source of funding for school districts. The PSEA does not want it eliminated. Teachers don't want it eliminated because they're all scared of what's going to happen to our students when after years and years of cutting school funding, now you're talking about taking it all the way down to zero, right? So you've got to be really careful if you want to eliminate it you've got to have a plan for replacement and here is where things get hairy they that that bill from what i understand and i you can't quote me because i don't know all the specifics but i understand that the plan for replacement for that bill is the sales tax so taking the sales tax up from six percent to whatever maybe ten percent seven percent seven percent and they also wanted to tax things that aren't taxed right now like um Food. And clothing, I think, especially for children, right? Right. So, so here is what I heard about that bill. Again, you don't quote me. I, um, I heard that if you eliminate it for everyone, you're also going to eliminate it for corporations. So here, and here's where things, you know, get not so smart. If you eliminate it for individuals and property owners, and you eliminate it for all the corporations, they are no longer paying their fair share. So they increase the sales tax and they start taxing things like food and clothing, like you said earlier. Who's gonna pay that tax? It's gonna be the hardworking middle-class Americans who you just eliminated their property tax for. So they, the, the individuals, it'll be taken away over here. They'll have to pay it somewhere else. So now you're, you're wondering whether they end up paying the same amount. Meanwhile, all the corporations now get a free ride. They're now not paying property taxes. And there's also a thing called the Delaware loophole. They already weren't paying taxes on the profits that they, that they were making. So I don't believe that that's a very smart solution. And there are a lot of people running this election cycle that honestly, they want to see people have that property tax cut and let's cut it as much as we possibly can, maybe even down to zero, but it's gotta be a very smart way of replacing that money. There are many revenue streams in Pennsylvania that we are not getting right now. Um, we could close the Delaware loophole. We could tax Marcella Shale. We could look at um, you know, marijuana, whether it's medicinal or recreational. There's states out there that 
you know, they are taxing it and they are using it in their school districts and it's working just fine and there aren't many issues. So if other states start to really catch on to that, why would we wait? Are we going to wait to be the last state that taxes marijuana when all other 49 states are going to be doing it? You know, that those are all revenue streams that we're currently giving up right now. And so if there's a way that we can replace that uh, property tax without it causing problems for the middle-class, hard-working Americans, then we should look to do that. But it's got to be a smart solution. I don't think that bill that you referenced earlier is very smart. Because it's basically just shifting yeah. the tax into yeah. different areas. And, and the people that always get screwed, really, and I've said this from the time that I started campaigning, and one of the reasons why I am so passionate about running is because I'm tired of seeing the hardworking middle-class Americans get screwed. I agree. And actually, when you shift the taxes to clothing and food, it actually you know, penalizes people who don't even have any property. They're just so poor. Right. You know, they're working poor. They, they have got nothing, and then you're taking some more money away from them. Right. So it's, it's less than fair. Yeah. And, and you know, that, uh, you know, one could say the sales tax is not as stable. And so the school districts would constantly be worried about how much funding they're going to get. And then what does a fair funding formula look like? You know, how, how are we going to say to our students, well, this year we were able to give you books, but, you know, next year you should hang on to the books we give you this year because next year we're not sure if we're going to be able to give new books. You know, that, those are the kinds of conversations that teachers and district administrators and school boards are going to be in because they just don't have that stable source of funding. So the, I think that was a referendum on, on a past ballot, and it was written so unfairly that it confused a lot of people. You know, you had a lot of people saying, oh my God, I want it eliminated because I need a break. And, you know, they, they voted for that referendum. Well, it sounds like the property tax uh, situation is difficult and needs a lot of careful thought. And yes. the idea of just eliminating property taxes it's not looking at the whole picture. Yeah, no, there are, there are ways that, you know, we could possibly look to uh, great fund in an increased fashion the uh, program that already exists, like the property tax and rent rebate program. You know, there's a way to possibly give seniors a 100% rebate as opposed to just a, a max of $600 rebate check that they currently get. I think the, I think the range is from 250 to 600. So some, a, a senior could be paying $5,000 in property taxes, but they're only gonna get a rebate check for possibly $600. You know, if we figure out how to f increase funding to that program, we could possibly give that senior $5,000 back instead of 600, you know, and, but the school district still got their money. You know, that's the, that, you gotta look at, at it from a smart way. Thank you. That, that was a, an excellent response on that complicated topic. I know. Sorry, I was a little long-winded, <laughs> but I, you're right. It's complex no, it's and it's complicated. And it's, and it's important to the constituents right. that you're going to have. So it's, it's good to hear you talk on that. Um, we're going to switch gears now, though, and uh, talk about the environment. Sure. Um, can you tell us a little about your views on the environment? 
Um, well, like many of the other candidates running this election cycle, uh, we are certainly concerned about our carbon footprint. Um, we care about our environment. We care about our natural resources. We care about our community. And so we obviously know that Pennsylvania has a lot of natural resources that, you know, big corporations and they want them. Um, they also figure into our, you know, uh, the, the, the way we use energy and, and that kind of thing. So again, we're talking about a, a big complex issue. Obviously, no one wants to see the environment impacted any more than it has to be. In fact, we should probably start looking to reverse some of the damage we have already done to our earth and to our, uh, to our communities. So I am 100% committed to making sure that we look for, uh, you know, again, those smart solutions so that we can still achieve our goals in Pennsylvania, but we do it with as little impact to, um, you know, our, our climate and our environment as possible. Okay. Um, are there any other issues that you would like to tell our listeners about that, that uh are things that you feel strongly about. Yeah, absolutely. So how much time do we have left? Do we know? We have about five minutes left. Five minutes. Yes. Five minutes to talk about fair districts and the opioid <laughs> epidemic. Okay, so I'll, I'll be quick. Obviously, those are two very big issues, especially in, in my community. Um, it's growing. Uh, I think nationally, we're starting to address the opioid epidemic nationally, which is great. Um, you know, here in Pennsylvania and here in our smaller communities, it is hitting our small communities really hard. Uh, Sladington, Washington Township, uh, the northern Lehigh, northwestern area is, it is being impacted. Um, you know, I would just point out Northampton Borough just opened uh, like a recovery center uh, on their main street. Um, it's a place where people who have issues can go. It's like a safe space where they can get help. Um, and just, you know, be in a supportive environment, you know, we should really watch closely how that is going to positively impact that community because if the results are overwhelming, then we should look at putting a resource, you know, center in uh, parts of Lehigh County. I think uh, I just interviewed someone the other day and we had a wonderful discussion and I think uh, Northampton County has four resource centers right now. So we are you know, catching up to where we need to be as far as starting to take action. Again, I feel like we need people in Harrisburg that are not just funding uh, research studies and stuff like that. I think we're way beyond that. You know, there, there are people dying now. There's somebody dying right now of an opioid, um, you know, overdose. And they're a good, hardworking, productive member of society. And they're just, you know, affected with an addiction. Um, so, as far as fair districts are concerned, oh my gosh, like we need to end gerrymandering. Like every candidate I know that's running this election cycle is advocating for fair districts. I would, I would throw out there wholeheartedly my opponent and in, the incumbent does not support fair districts. There are five, I believe, um, very conservative 
House, House of Representatives in the Lehigh Valley area that are not supporting fair districts despite the overwhelming amount of bipartisan support that those bills have in the House. There are five here in the Lehigh Valley that are not supporting it and my incumbent is one of them. And I have wanted everyone to know from the very beginning that when we have fair districts, more people's voices and their votes count. And that is how our system was intended to be set up. So how we got away from that, you could look at many examples over the course of, of our country's history as to how we got away from that. But we need people in office that are gonna get us back to everyone's voice and vote. Uh, really making a difference. Absolutely. In closing, why would constituents be better off being represented by you? So, yeah, that's a loaded question, right? I, I could go on for another half an hour, but I'll sum it up. Uh, you know, it's, it's on my palm card that we leave at people's door why I think voters, no matter what party they belong to, I believe wholeheartedly that we are moving in the direction of bipartisanship. There are a lot of millennials, there are a lot of unaffiliated, there are a lot of independents that are having their day in our election cycle. And I believe that I want to go to Harrisburg as a strong, experienced candidate and advocate in a bipartisan way for, for the citizens of the district regardless of party affiliation. That's why I believe that I'm the best candidate for this position. Well, thank you, Jason Ruff, for your insight and vision. You bet. The voters appreciate the commitment you are making to this community and to the country. We're honored to have, We're honored to have you as a guest on Ignite Lehigh Valley podcast. Tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you or where they can donate to your candidacy. Sure. Uh, so thank you very much, first of all, to, uh, to Ignite Lehigh Valley. Um, this is a really great service that you all are doing um, for giving us a platform uh, to share our message. Um, my website is votejasonruff.com, and you can find everything that you need about my campaign on there. Um, if you want to email me directly, and it's also uh, on the website, it is info at votejasonruff.com. Okay, we hope that we were able to convey relevant information to you that makes a difference for you and your community. Every vote counts, so make sure to get out and vote this November 6th. This is Melissa Sundell and Emmanuel Van Vliet. Thank you for tuning in and urging Democrats to get out and ignite the cause. Thank you both so much. Thank you.